hey kids, you uh, you trying to get into Segment City? Well, you really shouldn't, because Segment City is a mature podcast, and listener discretion is advised. I'm just trying to look at, I know I'm in an alleyway, I know, I know how I look, but I got some fireworks for you kids. I got snakes and I got sparklers, that's all I got. Oh, don't give me that. Gather around. This is the last show of the day. We're going to do some cool stuff. Come and gather around. Come and see us. Come see us. You don't want to miss this. You hey, know. I see you. I see you over there. Come on. Get into the circle. We're going to get in here. We're, eventually. Yeah, come over here. We got a big circle. We're trying to get a huge audience. When we get a huge audience, it makes us look good. That's right. Don't, we're going to keep, we're going to maybe dance a little bit, but you know what? We're going to. We're gonna hold off. You gotta we be really ready. Want people, we're gonna to, do. To... We're gonna do the big jump, and you gotta get prepared for the big jump. But we're not Doesn't gonna do seem it yet. Like we don't have enough people. We need approximately, and I'm I'm gonna eyeball this. We're gonna need one million people. We're gonna need before one we start million the big people, jump. and each person needs to donate forty dollars. We're gonna yes. need forty million dollars <laughs> to do million the dollars. big jump. We need to do the big jump. White people, don't uh-huh. be scared. Don't be scared. I see you scared. I over see there. you don't. scared. Hey, is it because I'm chasing I, you? I specifically hey, instructed you, you don't be scared. Why are don't you scared? Be scared. We have. Listen, there's no problems here. We we, we are um, the white guy dance group. Uh huh. And we are here to never dance before for you. seen. Last show never of the day. Before last show of the day and then we're gonna Never. put on different t-shirts and then we're gonna put on t-shirts over our t-shirts and keep performing but that's just how all the street buskers do it <laughs> dancing street buskers in segment in city, segment city. Oh, it is like roving bands of dance groups it's like stomp constantly here it's most just... of most of the segment city economy is based on street performances it's just people swapping money between different street performers it's just that's oh, yeah. the whole economy Absolutely. People are voguing down the street, and that's not the... Have you ever seen <laughs> that's people not vogue? Good. That They're, like, doing the little, like, hop, and then yeah, their yeah. hands are absolutely fucking going bananas. They're constantly doing that here in Segment City. Here in Segment City. And you know what? I'm Will Kane, and I'm from the house of Kane. Kane and Abel. I'm... <laughs> oh, I was gonna let you... Okay. And I'm Theo Sapakos, and rumor has it I can do a big jump. No one's ever seen it, though. <laughs> nobody's ever seen it no and you know what it. we're gonna hold 15 men hostage until they <laughs> until this is of course for our, our listeners if you've ever been to a city maybe you've seen like a touristy area in a city yeah. they, they have these street performer groups that get the get a crowd get a huge crowd all hyped up they play music they do some some acrobatics to lure you in and I, I, Will and I were in a touristy <laughs> part of Boston this this uh-huh. weekend at Faneuil Hall. We're, we're, we're at Faneuil Hall. Hall. Yeah, and there was this group, and I was like, I was, I was like, point for point narrating their whole fucking scheme. I was like, and, <laughs> and I was like, they're gonna do a big jump, but they're gonna first get people out of the crowd, and then sure enough, they got people out of the crowd. And I was like, you know why they do that? So that the people that they're with can't walk away. And then they proceed for like 15 minutes to like shame these people into giving them money. And mm-hmm. then eventually they do after so long, they had the, <laughs> so held the, long. they held the crowd for <laughs> such a long time that the crowd like thinned by about half or more. Minimum of 15 minutes that they had these, they brought they had big people, strong men. They said, yes. big strong men, let's get these boys in, in a row. In a row so and we can jump over them. And then them hostage for at least 15 minutes. It to was, a point where like the crowd was th- deeply thinned by the time and then they did the big jump and everyone immediately and left. It was dispersed. Like, we, imme- like everyone was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> we looked away and then looked back. <laughs> I literally looked. We, we was, missed the big jump. I was like talking to my friend and I looked away to talk to him and then I looked back and everyone is dispersing. I was like, fuck, I missed the big jump. I can't believe it. We can't. We were out there for so long waiting for the big jump. We weren't part of that. we weren't part of the crowd. We just happened to be near it so we could see the whole thing. Yeah, we didn't <laughs> I do like that we confused our listeners for at least two and a half minutes. Yeah, that was good. Our, like, bit. <laughs> but now that we've added a little bit of context, we, yes. it, it should make a little bit more sense. 
But there was quite a it was quite a scene there. There was also another was, man who is apparently a street performer. He, yeah. was, he had I watched this man for no less than twenty five yeah. straight minutes because I was waiting for other people to arrive. I swear to God, I was watching him for twenty five minutes. He had painted so his his act, I guess if you could he, call it that, is he yeah. called he painted himself gold, and then he uh-huh. had this hand powered bike like where you like push the yeah, pedals it was like a stand the, you stood on a little platform and then you push with your hands in a circular motion and it was the slowest vehicle yeah, was, on earth the amount of work so, to the amount of movement was not worth it at all because people have seen people know the gold like there's in every single city there's a guy who paints himself gold like the robot, we'll robot stand, guy, like yeah he'll, he'll stand guy. still or he'll do be on stilts or whatever right 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 this guy had a standing scooter Hit a prop, like, yeah, a, a standard a scooter, prop. Prop. yeah. With the pedals, hand level, he's absolutely cranking. He's cranking like, it. He's doing, and he's like, going so maybe a half a he, mile an hour. He's going slower than if he walked. Like <laughs> Way it is slower. And he had like this weird. It almost looked like a small cement mixer behind him, and it looked. It we're like, oh, that looks like that's a rocket. That's yeah, a, it was like a, a rocket, rocket thing, like, and it had very like, a rudimentary like rocket. And this little kid came up with his dad and talked and gave gave him money and I was like, oh, is he oh, going to ride they got on the a, rocket? Got a customer, is this a a analog like one of those things outside of grocery stores, right? Like, <laughs> like yeah, forth, put in a quarter like, and you like get to ride on the but it, the but it's a man it and he's pedaling. Yeah, no, they just no. <laughs> Wait, so why in, did he give him money? He and didn't do in anything. In 25 minutes of watching this man, he did not hook a single customer. Everyone looked deeply uncomfortable. He just pedaled around. He just he pedaled a- around. I don't really get what his scheme was. I don't understand yeah. if he made... I mean, even if he got... How much could how much could a rocket ride cost, Michael? Ten dollars? <laughs> like, like yeah, if I you don't. got one person an hour for ten dollars, is that worth him standing there? How deep in the hole is he no. with his prop? That he like paid money for and he spray painted his body entirely gold. His head was gold. He had spray painted his he head. He spray painted it. His head he gold. was completely. He wasn't even fully. He was like a weird copper green. Like it was a, a weird, not fully gold. I think was, I said. Uh, I think I said to you at one point. I was like, if that man was an undercover cop, I would. I would be so inclined to believe it because why else is he here? What is he doing? What is he like, doing? At least because there um, around Faneuil Hall, very touristy, as we said. Um, there was ba- dance group, which I do want to return to just for yeah <laughs> a second after. But w- then this guy was pedaling around in his own area. He got displaced and by the dance group, by the way. Like one of the the bucket like drumming guys, except he had full speakers and it was like, so loud. Beautiful, it was like, so loud. <laughs> the, I would say that the speaker music was more impressive than like he was d- drumming to it, and he it was, was like very hard. epic. Yeah, he was but it was hard. it was like. Uh, <laughs> Still, like you're doing half the work. Like if you, if I was just listening to that music, I would get the same effect. Probably it was, it was, it was it's a like good, slightly more impressive. It was like a good but, reminder. Is like, oh right, this is the only the only reason we come into this part of the city is when people from out of town are here. Like this is oh, not absolutely. something like the locals do. Primo people watching. Primo. Absolutely. Primo. Great. To the like, just watching people like a bunch of caricatures. Yeah. I saw a big Boston fat. Middle-aged man, uh, fully decked out in gear, of course. Next to an extremely beautiful woman, and my first thought was, "Wait, what?" It was one of those things that it was just like it was. It must have been like when you saw Hugh Hefner walk into a, a place and, and he's like, wearing what? like a dirty bathrobe, and people were like, "He's with beautiful women." Like, what is? What, how much money does this man have? Right. But anyway, so the dancers. So they they kept on they eventually the crowd dispersed which I we were waiting outside and you were started just kind of deconstructing this to me because I was not paying attention you were sort of facing were like, the other direction two, yeah yeah you because the first thing you said to me is notice how there's two rings of per, of people viewing so that it's now an effort to leave. Right. Which I was like, yeah, you're right about that. But yes. it's also like, and then we immediately started like, you started breaking it down. So they start, they, after everybody dispersed, they were like, okay, we got to get a new crowd. It starts like yelling at everybody says literally, cause it was, I'm going to say the name of the dance group. It was black man dance group. They kept it shouting was, that over and over. Just, it was just black man. Da- like, and I said to you. Just call yourself like Falcon Group. Like there's <laughs> anything. literally anything. <laughs> like you, um, and they they were like saying stuff to the point of being weird. Where they're like, I made the joke of like, hey, white people. They literally did that. Where yeah. they're just like, I, <laughs> we say, listen, we're we're nice guys. Like we're not gangsters. And I was just like, you're making this way this is, this weirder. This is strange. 
And there was also one white woman, and they pointed that out. They're like, never before seen. Oh, in the <laughs> crew. No, in the one, crew, yeah. One, one white lady is with us, too. And so they so tried to get a new group, and then they're like, last show, and we're like, no way, because it's There's like no way, PM. because it is, it is 3 p.m. They don't call their day at 3 p.m. on a Abs- Sunday. Absolutely. No way. That no would way. be insane. We go, we get lunch, we come back. They are in different uniforms, very obviously the same. Very people. obviously Literally. the same people. <laughs> and I was like, who are you fooling? I, I know you have a transient, like, the, the same people aren't here. I mean, if who's going to call they, them out? Someone's going to say who's going to call them out? It's gonna, it was going to say, like, you told me it was the last show. You son of a bitch. <sighs> but that's just how we do it in the Segment City. I don't think we said what the thing. We, we get content from the internet. We put it into segments. That's the show. I guess we also get content from real life sometimes. In real life. In real um, life. But this is, uh, we're just going to go right into a will ask because this is a, a I'm going to make this a segue. If you were a street busker, what would be your talent? If I was a street busker? Yeah, if a street performer. I mean, it doesn't, I think busking is like specifically. <laughs> I think. Nothing. Oh, I, maybe I could take this moment to say one of my other favorite Boston institutions of of street performer and it's the man Mm -hmm. at boston public garden who is the one-man band he has like made this contraption and he always sits in boston public garden you can go there it sits over by like the make way for ducklings like he always he's Mm -hmm. always there um he's just chilling there he's he's just chilling there i have to say this man has no sense of tune or rhythm in his body (laughs) it is not on beat it is not on key but he's out there all the fucking time is, okay, so he he has like the I'm imagining the full he has the bass drum or he has the big cymbals like he has a he it's has like a one a, man band it's like a seated contraption so he he's like sits at oh, this thing okay. and he has like I think he has like a xylophone contraption and he definitely has some percussion and uh, but he's going at it like a five year old yeah like he's he, like, no he's he's just going at it he's just going at it it doesn't matter if he's good or not because kids are constantly walking over there and stop to look at him and that's the whole point yeah. it's like fam- get families to look at you. But I think I would be some flavor of that. Of that, I would be one man band. <laughs> so no so much content, needed. so much confidence, and so little skill. That would be me. Mm. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to talk about another Boston mainstay, which is Kitar Bear. Kitar Bear, who's, who's very talented, guy, who's really good. He's very talented. Yeah, we actually at a company party that I was at. They got Kitar Bear. They got Kitar Bear. He's a big so deal. So you can rent, you can you can rent out Kitar Bear for your events. He's um, a big but he's deal. just a, he's dude a dude in like a teddy bear suit, and he also has like a tuxedo on, right? Um, and he will just play Kitar, and he's he fucking jams. Like he's genuinely really good. I I am not good at music, so I feel like that's out. Watching those uh, dancing people, I could do that. Because they, honestly, <laughs> you they could be, did not dance you could be much. A, you could be a hype man. You could be a hype I man could for a dance group. Be a yeah, hype you could man. absolutely. I could. I feel like the thing I would like probably enjoy the most would be like painting or something, like just uh, doing caricatures yeah. okay. of people. Car- I think characters I think- <laughs> would be fun. Like, like it. It just would be a fun time to sit in a park and kind of draw. Like that would be kind yeah, of nice. Exactly. And, yeah. And you would just be like, I'm getting better. You would get better. You'd get at better. It. At I it. feel like I could get because it's like I already know how to draw. I wouldn't be from the first level like I would if I had to play guitar or guitar or anything. So that would be good. I think I would also be good at just doing Shakespeare in the park, baby. Shakespeare in Ooh, the park. Baby. I don't know how much people are, <laughs> would tip me or if they would just. They probably kind of would just walk away. Me. Yeah, they probably they would. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's it, it is a weird uh I I recently have been in the city of Boston more than I have in a long time. So like in the is, proper downtown area. Yeah. Which people I don't know if people have always been wild or if it's just covid and people are returning, but people have also just been weird on the streets, but that's usual for Boston. Pretty normal. I had a I had a kid that um Annie and I were walking uh in the the uh oh my god the common and we were just kind of on a side path and there was a group of ruffians i'm going to say these were scoundrels were they, the, they were they were f- some kind of uh group of boys they were just up to no <laughs> good a, a mischief a bunch of mischief this kid starts uh doing a, a wheelie at us 
Like literally, he was aiming for us. Like he on, was on his there's bike. only one. There's it's a pretty b- wide path. He is going for us. And then I I'm like, he's gonna go in the middle of us. So I step to the side, and that's when he decides to cut. And then he calls me out for he goes, You son of like he starts cussing me out. And I'm like, technically, you were the biggest asshole here. Like aiming straight for, at me on a on you a wheelie on your at, bike. Yeah. Like in in I'm panicking because you were literally wheeling at me. I could have also just taken the front tire and, and pushed, pushed it, up, it but then his friends would absolutely just descend upon me with their bikes um and that would have not been good but right. <laughs> so so people are insane on the streets and i feel bad for buskers and if, if i'm gonna be honest you like your office job is what you're saying yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i kind of do yeah and you know what i hope i'll enjoy your next segment our first segment of the podcast today (laughs) yeah and wills asks it just was a very uh, quick one Ah, that's a that's a (laughs) bite-sized segment this is a full meaty on the bone i've got for you is is this the onion a returning (laughs) favorite coming off the shelf coming off the archive this is a segment in which i have three news headlines two of them are real one of them is the onion will is trying Mm. to suss out the fake one and then we'll go over details of all of them well, are you ready? Are you prepared? I am ready for I you know what? I don't know how the onion's doing, if I'm gonna be honest. You don't know? This, like this is getting we are going crazy. So this game gets harder every single time. Gets a little crazy. it gets a little crazy, although I'm avoiding politics on this one because it's just like it's too much That's to pay fair. attention to. Yeah. So it's here's the much. first I'm gonna read you three headlines. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. First one. Study exposes risks of wandering through the Burkmore Swamp on a moonless night. (laughs) That's the first headline. All right. Okay, specific. Next one. Ikea sues indie game developer over survival horror game set in furniture store. Okay. (laughs) I think I'm... I don't know for sure if that's right. I think I've heard rumblings that that might be a thing. Maybe it's too in your sphere. Interesting. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. Could be fake. Next one. Chinese lottery winner keeps $30 million jackpot secret from wife and child. What? Okay. That seems the most normal of the three and yet also fucking it's like that's more interpersonally insane as opposed to like societally. I think it's great. Ooh. So we've got the three headlines here. We've got the the study in the swamp. We've got the IKEA yeah. lawsuit. We've got the Chinese lottery winner. I'm gonna say, I'm going to say the swamp, mainly because the headline was phrased like a joke. Was phrased like a joke. You're going like with the swamp because it, it feels like a headline that they would like specifically saying on a, a moonless night. On a moonless night is the key that's that's tipping yeah. you off here. Because that's, that's locked in. Some, some writer was like, ooh, I'm just going to slip that in and it'll make it extra funny. I'm on, I'm happy to tell you that you are correct on this edition of This okay. is this the Onion. <laughs> I, I mean, you would have been I happy almost, I almost juked you there. Yes, you this, is, did, this is the fake one. The study exposes risks of wandering through the Burkmore Swamp on a moonless night. Um, which <laughs> study of one. The study of you one. Do you want details on this, or should we just go over the... I forget. Do oh, I absolutely. Do? Okay, here absolutely. we go. Why? This why? <laughs> one swamp. What is the study? What do they say? Here's the, the article from was? The Onion. Bringing to li- This is from New Orleans. Bringing to light the many dangers lurking in the dark wetlands, a new study published Friday by researchers at Tulane University exposed the risks of wandering through the Burkmore Swamp on a moonless night. Quote, according to our research... Those who find themselves walking through the sumps of Burkmore on a pitch black evening are in danger of encountering the mysteries and monsters that await, said lead researcher Professor Sarah Bachman, adding <laughs> wait, that many wait, doomed souls have, a, have reported hearing ghostly voices calling through the darkness, pleading the swamp visitor to walk further into its marcy deaths. Researchers also discovered that a wanderer can find the landscape shifting to hide the way from which they came on such a night as this. About half of those study participants reported becoming entangled in semi-aquatic plants of the Burkmore Swamp, <laughs> their dingy tendrils wrapping themselves around the walkers' ankles. That's mm. basically it. Yeah. Oh, that's a, <laughs> that's it. I do love the the peak scientific study of you're going to get eaten by monsters. Which one? I don't know. I don't one know. One of them. Skunk ape? Is skunk ape there? <laughs> there? Moth, Mothman? Is he there? Exists. Mothman in his his fucking cum gutter abs, absolutely he's flying his way. Down. <laughs> All right, you've been hanging out um, in the erotica segment too much. <laughs> that, was, 
That is absolutely a, oh, there's gotta be. I know there, we've talked about Chuck Tingle, which I should return to Chuck Tingle some point because he is he's a, a classic. MVP. Yeah. yeah, he's the MVP of erotica, but there he had a bunch of Bigfoot eroticas. There's gotta be an entire cinematic universe of cryptic erotica. I'm sure. Crypt, not cryptic erotica. Crypt, 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 crypted. Crypted, yeah, yes. I should say cryptic erotica is like you have to do a Dan Brown <laughs> like puzzle in order to figure out you got to get a boner somehow. You got to just do a little bit of uh, light puzzling and you have to go to the Louvre. So next up is so. the Ikea story. Ikea, so the article reads, Ikea is known for many things, cost conscious furniture, affordable Swedish food, and now is suing mm-hmm. independent game developers for using a storefront similar to their own. What? So the, it's does it? It doesn't specifically say IKEA because that would immediately be like yeah. No. Sure, so like the the it's similar. The name of the store in the game is Steer S T Y R, and it has of course hmm. the iconic blue building with yellow let massive yellow lettering on the side, exactly like IKEA. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's a, like four says, letters also. Hmm. The Swedish-based furniture company has sued Jacob Shaw, an independent game developer in the UK. IKEA has demanded that Shaw make changes to his unreleased survival horror game, The Store is Closed. Is the, that's the name of the... Mm, yeah. The game, which is available for pre-order on Kickstarter, is a crafting and survival game based on a furniture store that, <laughs> that bears a striking resemblance to IKEA, although the interior of the store where the game takes place appears to be a generic furniture store and uses generic assets. There are some definite calls to the mm. pop- popular furniture brand. Uh, the, I don't... One... Uh, you could have just left it early access because <laughs> every single early access game has crafting and collectibles. Yeah, and whatever. right, right, right. Um, the, I don't think they have a leg to stand on because this could be parody. Like this is, I guess, you could do yeah. things that are similar. You can't just say IKEA is full of monsters. I think that's where people draw the it's line. Right, yeah, people are gonna play um, this game and like, oh my, I'm never going to a Swedish furniture store based on this one data point. Yeah. <laughs> Honey, I heard people were murdered in a video game here, so we should probably not get our cheap (laughs) meatballs, (laughs) which the meatballs are pretty good there. Um, My here's the thing, though. My girlfriend read a book that was literally about like a a, like it's a murder horror thing set in a Ikea like Ikea like store. store. Yeah, right. So like, so why was this this different? Why is this different? I I guess because it was making headlines, whereas that one was just like a bookstore book that she found like she just found it on her kindle or whatever and just like okay i'll read this yeah um, it says it cites here that there are other like works of fiction that seem to like reference ikea like uh a short a story or yeah short stories that des- describe an ikea store that appears normal from the outside is actually a never-ending maze from which there is no escape um yeah i mean that's there's that's other ones about on faceless IKEA. employees <laughs> that wander the aisles like zombies anyways it's Yeah, I don't even know if they... I think what this might be is genuinely... I know this is like the funny (laughs) Onion article, but I think it's genuinely a company trying to intimidate a small independent uh, creator. Yep. Even though they have no leg to stand on. But anyway... The last story of the Chinese man who won nearly... uh, Who won just about $30 million (laughs) and kept it secret from his wife, his child. I've been waiting for this. There we go. What the fuck did he do? A man in southern China is keeping his 219 million yuan lottery jackpot a secret from his wife and child, saying he was worried that the winnings might make them lazy. Incredible. (laughs) Incredible, my guy. What is he doing? Wait, hold on. (laughs) Instead of raising all of their life... Their their quality of life, he's decided, fuck them. Absolutely. (laughs) I thought this was going to be like... He didn't want to make a big deal about it. Like, I thought that <laughs> he's just an asshole. The man cool. identified only as Mr. Lee went alone to the lottery office in Nanning, uh, the southern region of Guanxi, and to claim his prize, the Nanning event evening news reporting. He wore a bright yellow costume that covered his head in photos showing him accepting the prize. <laughs> Quote, I didn't oh. tell my wife and child for fear that they would become too complacent and would not work or work hard in the future, the man told the newspaper what last week. T- <laughs> this man is a true blue communist that is absolutely oh like, he's, he's the last com- true communist in china that yeah, like everybody else is like free industry come on we need the money he's just like we're like we all got a polar weight man like we got so he just had the because i understand that he, he put a like you can do that in some places 
because yeah. it is a yeah. negative. Like if if your family figures out that you got money, like in friends, everybody will start like everyone's it, going after you. This is well known that everybody. Like, yeah, it's right, right, right. This is next level. Lottery. This is next level. Um, the, so this is this is him just being a dick. But <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Him just being. Well, they they well, our child might lose his job at the factory. At the like, factory, what, what, it what, might what be. It would be terrible if that were to happen. Yeah. It says the man bought the winning lottery ticket in a shop in Litang, a, a town of some 120,000 people just east of the regional capital, capital of Nanning. Mm-hmm. The Nanning Evening News said, the day after he realized he won, he drove to the bigger city to present the ticket at the lottery headquarters. Quote, I only slept in a hotel because I was afraid to go out and lose the lottery ticket, he said. Oh, <laughs> He's God. like, un- I mean, that's un- fair. <laughs> completely unprompted. He was like, yeah, so, I'm you know, I... Just like, oh, no reason I was sleeping in a hotel. I wasn't going to uh, run run away, uh, never to be seen again. Uh, Listen, we don't get a lot of American television here, but I did see My Name is Earl, and that man <laughs> got hit by a car once he got his lucky so <laughs> ticket, and then he the, the way that it, this so. The way that this article is phrased is in the tent, the verb tensage is such that he is still actively hiding this from his family. It isn't oh, like... <laughs> He, like he, he used a, he used a pseudonym in the article because what? they wanted to interview him, but he didn't want to be identified because he didn't want to <laughs> let them know. <laughs> Fucking wild. <laughs> the very good. It's even wilder. Because, like, <laughs> Honey, why are you the reporters here? And he's just like, let me get the bag. Sorry. Hold this on. is a different thing. This <laughs> is a whole different thing. Let he's me get my still... yellow jumpsuit. Did the report, like... And the reporter's like, let him live his life. Where does he live in squalor? Is like, is he middle class? He's is, probably is, middle did, class. He probably would upgrade his he's life just, if he was like total squalor. But yeah, was, uh, but he's just he's just hoarding. He's this? afraid. Like, he's he's just, afraid of that workout. You know, he's afraid he's gonna get fat and lazy. You, you never know he, what's gonna happen. That is insane because he didn't even get like a car or anything. It, like, he, no, did he? No indication that he like. <laughs> the no indication like, that he's changed his life. It, it said that he donated five million yuan to charity, which is out of like a two hundred something million. So he donated well, like nice. He donated it's like good, like two hundred thousand dollars to a charity or something so, like that. So he's only cruel to his own family members. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's identified his own wife and son as people that don't need this money. He's made the decision <laughs> for them. That he thinks that they'll get like not even imagine it's not even like his wife said oh if we won the lottery I would stop working or something like that imagine if you lived lived your whole life as like a middle class or lower middle class person and then your dad dies and you're in the will you get 30 million dollars you're like holy shit (laughs) think about that holy the interest on it like it's it's like fry and futurama where it's like i had 12 bucks in the bank how much is it now it's like you would probably accrue some interest and get more money like oh that he's just like a dragon the most petty dragon of all where he's just it's not even like facts that he's basing any of this on it's not even like he's spending it on himself though no yeah he's not even it's like it really begs it, the question, be, though, if he was worried about the, why did he buy the lottery ticket in the first place? He, <laughs> he didn't think he, he didn't was really going like to win. He, yeah, he didn't sound like he wanted <laughs> to win. Like he he doesn't he's not enhancing his life in any way. This I I'm going to keep thinking about this. I'm going <laughs> to have to. This one's going to stick with you. This is going to actually oh, <laughs> like, genuinely. Oh man, that guy that. What a guy! What a, what guy. a guy for. Well, <laughs> for I hope being a I hope hero. you'll uh, you'll tell me about your next segment. I will tell you exactly about the next segment, which is um, this is not exactly a in the news, but it is from the New Yorker. Okay, this is I'm, I don't even know what to call it. This is editorials. Let's just say this is in the news editorial edition. Okay, which is a very funny editorial um, written by. Carlos Greaves, uh, October 25th, 2022. So in our time, this is pretty recent. Yeah. And the title of this article is Script of Every Movie Set in Boston. (laughs) Oh, oh my gosh. All right. Here. (laughs) Wait, we need. Uh We need Mark Wahlberg. Uh Uh-huh. Of course. Mark Mack. Macky Mack. Who are the Who are the brothers? Who are the brothers that are from? It's not the. Uh, it's well, not, is the Affleck? 
Affleck. The, the Afflecks. They There's the specifically, I'm, I'm going to spoil it. They do mention specifically Matt Bateman and very one good. of the Afflecks. It says yes. one of the yes, Afflecks. Yes, yes, yes. Very good. One <laughs> yes, of the Afflecks. Yes, yes. Good. But uh, now the question is, do I do this in a Boston accent or do I try to just do this in mood? Because it is uh, just kind of like script notes mostly. It's not as much dialogue. Um, this is just kind of going over the the events and everything. Like, <laughs> you do it in a. I think you do it in a Boston accent. I think you have to. Pack the cat, have a yad. Okay, there you go. Getting in, in it. it. There you are. All right. The sun sets in the southy neighborhood of Boston, which is o- Boston's only neighborhood. <laughs> it, it is snowing heavily, and everything looks cold, but somehow also wet. <laughs> People are shoveling snow into six-foot-high piles while others are walking past, tightly gripping their winter coats to shelter themselves from the bitterly cold wind. Everyone is angry. They're angry because they live in in Massachusetts. (laughs) Internal bar night. At a bar. Matt Damon and one of the Afflecks, the one you like less, both order <laughs> Sam Adams, the only beer legally allowed to be served on tap in Massachusetts. We were just with an out-of-town friend this weekend, and we were like, Sam, Ad- you, Sam Adams is ubiquitous. It is the only beer here. You can, it is, like, it is, it's pretty deep, like, I'm going to defend Sam Adams. It's as a, fine. As I'm a like, baseline, as a baseline yeah. level, it's fine. It is fine. Um. It's the only ones served on tap. <laughs> it's the that's true. That is a true fact. Matt Damon is a janitor with a checkered past who is struggling with inner demons. This is going to be very uh, Goodwill Hunting based. Mm-hmm, I'm going to mm-hmm. say. Um, every person in Boston is either a janitor, a cop, or a college professor. <laughs> every person is also white because no non-white people would be crazy enough to live in Boston. <laughs> Two guys on the other side of the bar look at the. Look in their general direction, and that in Boston is the universal sign that they want to fight. <laughs> Matt Damon and the Affleck brother get into a fist fight with them and get thrown out of the bar. Affleck brother, screw this, let's go to Dunks. <laughs> they go to Duncan, where they each order a Boston cream donut and an iced coffee, despite the fact it's 22 degrees out. The coffee and donuts temporarily distract them from the inner demons haunting them <laughs> night and day. Internal MIT lecture hall day. A professor who has a checkered past and is struggling with inner demons <laughs> is standing at the front of a large lecture hall. Behind him on the chalkboard is a nearly impossible math problem. Professor, I am going to put, I am putting together a team of geniuses to pull off an elaborate heist, which is why <laughs> I've is gathered a also, room. <laughs> also based on 21. Very good. Also that based happened. on yeah, 20, also yeah. 21. Which is why I have gathered a room full of gorgeous white people. You know, typical MIT students. <laughs> Matt Damon walks into the classroom and empties, empties the trash, but sees the math problem and immediately solves it. Impressed, <laughs> the professor hires Matt Damon to do the heist instead of the gorgeous white MIT students. <laughs> Internal, law enforcement headquarters. Because <laughs> once again, everybody is a cop. It's a fucking cop. At the headquarters of an esoteric law enforcement agency that exists only in Massachusetts. Only in Boston. A team of local, state, and federal law enforcement <laughs> agents are gathered. It's federal. <laughs> that is my favorite part of any, like, because the, the, I think that was even in the Whitey Bulger movie, the bad one with Johnny Depp, where it was just like, all right, we got the fucking FBI up our ass. <laughs> like, it's, it's every single time. Uh. Mark Wahlberg, Kevin Bacon, and the other Affleck, each of whom have checkered pasts and are struggling with (laughs) inner demons, are among the agents. The agents are all angry because they don't trust one another. They don't trust one another because every single one of them is an informant for a different organized crime (laughs) syndicate. And every organized crime syndicate is also informing on a different law enforcement agency, leading to a constant state of confusion and distrust. Mark Wahlberg, hey, listen up. You, in parentheses, racial and or homophobic slur that we can't print. <laughs> 100% Mark Wahlberg would be the one to drop it. <laughs> hey, we know that this MIT professor is planning an elaborate heist. And it's up to us to stop him. Uh, but first, we have to find the rat in the department. Other Affleck, who the hell are you? 
Mark Wahlberg. I'm the guy who does his job. You must be the guy who likes apples. (laughs) (laughs) Other Affleck. I bet your mother likes apples. Mark Wahlberg. You leave my ma out of this, you goddamn son of a bitch. The law enforcement agents get into a large brawl where many racial and (laughs) homophobic epitaphs are hurled. Intermal bar night. Matt Damon meets a love interest who is not from Boston, but attends Harvard University, the premier academic institution institution for love interests. <laughs> Despite his thick accent and love of and lack of conversation skills, there's nothing there's something about his steely New England demeanor that appeals to her. They leave the bar and get Duncan nice coffees before going back <laughs> to her place. It's classic. <laughs> Classic Boston. Nothing like a nice little donkey's nightcap. You just got to throw donkeys in there, whatever it is. I'm I'm going to say if Dunkin' Donuts did serve alcohol, and this Dunkin' Donuts, listen up. If you did serve alcohol, I don't think, uh, I think you could, how to phrase this? I don't think we would need prisons anymore because you could just convert Dunkin' Donuts into prisons and everyone would stay willingly. Like <laughs> the entire population of Boston would just, just be in a between, Dunkin' Donuts. You'd rotate between like getting coffee, getting booze, and a little jail cell. Just yeah, pop you, between the three of them. <laughs> oh man, I need some coffee. I'm so hungover. And you're just still in the Dunkins. External Boston Common Day. Some guy ro- <laughs> wheelies at a guy on a street. Um uh, the professor makes Matt Damon go to therapy because he believes it will make him a better criminal. The therapist, a community college professor with a checkered past who's also struggling with inner demons, of course. tries to get Matt Damon to open up. They sit by the duck pond in the Boston Common. <laughs> I guess next to the guy that's a one-man band. Uh, and bond over farts, the great equalizer <laughs> that all people with checkered pasts who are struggling with inner demons can relate to. They go get Duncan's Boston Cream Donuts, which makes them <laughs> fart more, strengthening their bond even further. Internal the love interest cement, apartment. The night. ultimate glue yeah. for a friendship. Boston yeah, Cream. Also, <laughs> Boston Cream will also glue your, your ass cheeks together with, <laughs> with the output from it. Oh, yikes. Um, in bed, Matt Damon and the love interest make plans to run away to a warmer, more hospitable place where people are equally miserable, but less flashwood. <laughs> <laughs> California, it says in parentheses. External Boston Day. Doesn't even say where. Matt Damon, with, a, with the help of one affect and the other affect who is working undercover, successfully robbed Fenway Park on free Dunkin' Day. (laughs) (laughs) On free Dunkin' Day. The busiest day of the Red Sox season. Uh, I'm shipping up to Boston by the Dropkick Murphys place (laughs) as the trio is chased by a fleet of law enforcement vehicles. They manage to get away thanks to Boston streets, which are virtually empty and notoriously straightforward to navigate. (laughs) (laughs) I think I described it to our friend who was in from out of town as... Somebody threw a bunch of spaghetti on the ground and they said, this is our map. This is, this the, is the map, map now. <laughs> this is what we're doing. And, then, and apparently his their Airbnb host made the exact same joke. So um, expect to de- cease and desist weird Airbnb person for stealing my for jokes. joke theft. It's not parody. It's just theft. It's not a joke. There's no... <laughs> Listen... I know comedy because now I'm on Twitter. Now that Elon Musk is in charge, oh, comedy here he goes. Back, here he goes again. <laughs> let's get let's get into it. Um, but no, internal law enforcement headquarters day. Back at the law enforcement agency headquarters, the agents are shocked to discover that the Spotlight team. This is also yes, yeah, Spotlight, the spotlight the, team, of course, <laughs> of course. A crack team of investigative journalists from the Boston Globe have uncovered a huge corruption scandal within Boston's law enforcement community. Outraged, the law enforcement agents get into a large brawl. They <laughs> 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 guess among themselves. Mark Wahlberg shoots the other Affleck. Then Kevin Bacon shoots Mark Wahlberg. Then the other Affleck, who wasn't actually dead yet, shoots Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Then the therapist, who it turns out was an FBI informant, goes to Matt Damon's house and shoots him, leaving the love interest. <laughs> goes to into rape. his house. <laughs> he goes oh, no. his that is the ending of The Departed. <laughs> um, leaving the love interest to raise their unborn child alone, virtually guaranteeing that he'll grow up to have a checkered past and struggle with inner demons. <laughs> the camera pans up to reveal. A shot of the Massachusetts State House. 
a rat sc- scurries across the screen. <laughs> the rat is eating a du- Dunkin's Boston Cream Donut. <laughs> <laughs> that is the end of <laughs> the humorous New York Times article. You, you boomed us, New York. New you York, you did it. You did it. You boomed I know us. There, there's a rivalry, at least in terms of sports. Definitely, probably more than that. But they got us. They boomed they us this time. <laughs> Goddess. Although did I tell actors. you? Did I tell you that uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, like a month ago, uh, my girlfriend and I went down to Brooklyn to visit to visit some family, and, and the whole so we drove down, and the whole car ride down, I just kept saying "real Brooklyn pizza," <laughs> <laughs> the real whole, Brooklyn, Brooklyn pizza. You got to really the whole <laughs> thing, pizza, and. As soon as we got there, I was like, so we get some, I said to my, my sister, I was like, we getting some pizza. And she was like, oh man, you, you, you want to get some pizza? Are you trying to see pizza rat? <laughs> and I was like, who's pizza rat? And she's like, you don't know about, you don't know about pizza, pizza rat. rat. Yeah. And of course it was a Chuck E. Cheese reference that went over my head. But, but I'm happy to say that later we were waiting for the, the uh, subway. And what was that? Down scurrying amongst the tracks. The rat. It was a rat. Nibbling, uh, nibbling on a crust of pizza. Pizza, so pizza rat. That's we it. Saw pizza rat. <laughs> I don't know how. I think rats only live on like a year or two, but that's definitely the but same. But that's one. the that's it. That's you did the it. pizza rat. That's you did pizza it. Pizza rat. So, so I basically th- had a- pizza <laughs> with the mayor, pizza rat of New York City. You know, he's sort of the mayor around so there. You know, New York. Yeah, you got. Yeah, the I'm New sort York of the flavor. guy there. Yeah, sort yeah. of the guy there. <laughs> I do. Uh, the only. I, everybody I know from New York City are uh, very in love with New York City. And yes. they are- <laughs> you have to be in love with You can't just kind of like New York City. But it's to the point, like, I guess it is because you were born in the, uh, if you were born in a maelstrom, if it's just you were living in some kind of perpetual storm and you see a cloudy day, you're going to judge it harshly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably what it is. But anyway, that is the end of Thanks New Yorker for absolutely fucking destroying our city. It's not like for we booming us. We'll get Come you. On. Come on. We'll get you back, New York. We've got but checkered you know hat pasts and are struggling with inner demons. Yeah, well, I got a lot of inner demons, dude. And hopefully your next segment's not going to give me more. Well, my uh, next segment is one that I'm calling Theo's Movie Corner. Welcome to Theo's ooh. Movie Corner. Ooh. I have scoured the web as we do here and found the plots the plot synopsis of a movie that i think is fantastic and that i might need to you know might need i haven't had a chance to watch it but based on this plot summary it's going Uh on the list so this is theo's movie corner we're going to go over the plot of the movie we're going to have a goof we're going to goof about it okay is it is it going to be the movie that i told you about just the other day i'd be shocked if you've heard of this movie okay this is okay this is interesting this movie is titled Zombievers, <laughs> and it came out 2015. Zombievers, zombievers. Is there is there a hyphen? Is there is a one nope. word? It's just the one, just the one word. Oh, absolutely. And these are I'm going to also ask because I don't know if this is if we're getting into Amazon erotica territory of like weird. If this is just a weird title for like sexy. Sexy it's zombies. This turns zombie out it, beavers. Turns out it's it's not a euphemism in the slightest. <laughs> and I've just sent you a message. Oh, I've just sent you yes. a message of the uh, the poster for this film. Oh, this is fantastic. This is by <laughs> wait. It's by the producers of American Pie, Cabin Fever, and The Ring. So <laughs> well, is you know it? What? I'm gonna from doubt. the producers of. Yeah, that that means absolutely nothing. I they don't gave think that two dollars to those movies, and yeah. they can say that. Right, right. These, this, okay. How do we, uh, we'll just so get this, right into let's it? Let's get it, right into it. This is a straight to DVD movie, obviously. <laughs> uh, running time eighty five minutes. A box office of forty four thousand dollars. Forty four thousand. Wow. Forty four. Really, how much did it cost to make? Uh, I don't know if we have that information. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Nobody was probably... They didn't have an accountant, I don't think. This is not one of those. Oh, really. okay. Actually, um, we'll, get to, we'll get to that information at the end. Okay. Uh, here's the plot. 
while transporting toxic chemicals. A pair of truckers strike a deer and lose one of their canisters. It rolls into a river, floats downstream, and splashes several beavers at their dam. Later. Splashes? Like, just... <laughs> just, just, like, just a giant ah! tanker is just, like, fucking <laughs> barreling down a river, and they're hey like, Hey, man, did you hear something big... fall out of the truck? No, just keep driving. No, no worries, all right? I had a deer, but it was fine. It's fine. It's just a big clunk. The, in the, the, imagine being those beavers and being like, dude, the biggest, most gray log I've ever seen is barreling towards us. And this, it is, it looks like a gusher. A gusher. It looks like a gusher. You ever <laughs> had a, gu- like, you know like a tree that's full of sap? You ever had one of those? I would we call that, that a gusher. To be honest, that's, <laughs> that sounds like a sweet treat. Let me just get splashed with it. Later, college students Mary, Zoe, and Jen arrive at Mary's cousin's cabin near the dam. Although Zoe and Jen are distraught that there is no cell phone coverage, Mary insists that they spend the next two days without interruptions from technology or boys. While swimming at the lake, the girls discover the beaver dam. When Jen swims closer to see a beaver, they are surprised by a bear. Smith, a local (laughs) hunter, scares off the bear and admonishes the girls to stay away from the beavers and dress more appropriately. Hey, Okay, I don't need uh, moralization in zombie beavers. Can we focus on the fact that there's just bears running around? Maybe they should dress oh, yeah, more appropriately, that's, huh? <laughs> that's, I mean, that's true. Also, that I, I like that he's just like, listen, I know the beavers are fucked up, but I'm gonna be real cryptic about why. Because he could immediately be like, those are rabid beavers. Like to say, like he could have just said that. That's a perfectly valid explanation. Also, of why you should stay away. Smith shows up for this plot point and admonishes them, and then. A, never appears again. Not oh, a reoccurring just, character. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's great. That he, the only hunter in the area that could that, them. At night, uh-huh. the girls' boyfriends, Buck, Tommy, and Sam, arrive and play a prank okay, on them. No. <laughs> I'm going to. I want to point this out. Buck. None of their names have been more than four letters, and Buck. I think that's because the screenwriter is, <laughs> only knows four letter words. Like <laughs> the, the limit of their. Actually, no. They they probably it's wrote Tom, beavers. Tommy with one M and Sam with two S's. Sam. Two S's? <laughs> Wait, no, I'm joking because you said four <laughs> letters. Okay. <laughs> Annoyed, Mary uh, orders them to leave, but Zoe, who knew they were coming, insists they stay. Jen talks Mary into letting them stay, and she wants to resolve her relationship issues with Sam, who has cheated on her. As the couple separate, Jen leaves to take a shower, only to be attacked by a beaver. (laughs) Tommy kills it with a baseball bat, and Jen and Mary (laughs) feel something is wrong with it beyond rabies. What is it? What what could it be? Why is it covered in blood? By the way, this is already the plot of Captain Fever, mm-hmm. one of the movies that is <laughs> listed as they produced it. So they know of the concept of Captain Fever. They put the corpse in a bag and put it outside on the porch. In the morning, they discover it missing, and Jen insists that it was not merely eaten by a wildlife. All but Jen go swimming in the lake. Sam and Mary discuss whether to tell Jen about the affair, but they are interrupted when beavers <laughs> chew off Buck's foot and scratch Ch- Tommy. <laughs> they chew off Buck's foot. Off. Clean off. Off. That takes, off. that is a lot of chewing. I know beavers are are quick. They're efficient. They're good. I oh, think he man. He would have figured out. You, he Was he napping? Like, what, even oh, then. Oh, man. Figured, I was just taking the cr- uh, great nap, and I had the craziest dream that, like, my leg was just, like, separating somehow. Ooh, this is gonna be awkward then. Ooh. <laughs> it's like the like a beaver is chomping on the end of his foot, like <laughs> like like a like a mob boss on a cigar. Like, hey kid, I'm sorry to tell you this, but I like a really fucked up Bugs Bunny. Yeah, he's just like, eh, what's up, Doc? <laughs> what's, what's down, Doc? Not your foot. The same beaver Ooh. that attacked Jen earlier chases her back to the house. She pins it to the <laughs> counter with a knife, but not before it scratches her leg. Sam throws Zoe's dog into the water as a distraction, and the rest of the group flee to the house, where they realize (laughs) the beavers have cut the phone lines. (laughs) (laughs) I I like that in my headcanon, they're not even close to the river. Like, they're kind of close, so this guy had to run out to throw the dog. (laughs) He's like, give me the dog, give me the dog. He's like, go, 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 we gotta go. Go, 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 go. They cut the phone lines. That's great. Oh, 
As zombie beavers surround the house, Tommy offers to leave with Buck to get help, and Zoe accompanies him. Their drive is interrupted as the beavers bring down a tree on the road, and Tommy sets off in foot, oh only God. to be crushed by another falling tree. Are you fucking <laughs> like trees? Are falling, like, <laughs> These are fast beavers that these are really can fast plan. beavers. These normally zombies are they, dumber. These are smarter beavers. They now, understand they have, technology enough they to understand cut the phone, phone lines. By the way, I, and they're coordinated I love, enough to stop a car and then kill a man on foot. I love the concept because have you ever seen a beaver run? They don't got running feet. This is feet. a waddle. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so they got a big tail. They're like, <laughs> being chased by the beaver is uh, one of the less terrifying things to be chased by. <laughs> oh, no, I was wrong about Smith. He's, he's oh, back. back. Smith okay. rescues Buck and, jo- and Zoe, and they drive in his pickup truck to return to the house, which has been boarded up by the others. Unable to enter it, they go through the neighbor's house. They discover the neighbors are dead and their phone lines cut. As a result of her wounds, Jen turns into a beaver-like zombie and attacks Mary. Oh. <laughs> okay, I want to see the makeup for that. That would be great. As Jen's saliva falls into Mary's mouth, Sam rescues Mary by hitting Jen from behind. Mary and Sam lock themselves in the bathroom and check each other for scratches. Satisfied that neither is wounded, they begin to have sex, but Jen interrupts them. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course. I mean, of course, oh. at a time like this. But Jen I mean, interrupts them and kills Sam by biting off his penis. <laughs> okay, yeah, he deserves that. I'm going to say that it. he was thinking too much on this penis. So he, he was thinking too much. He, Listen, was, you got to focus on survival. The fact that he murdered somebody and he was just like, you know what? That made me it's hot fine. and heavy. Hot Am I and right? heavy. Getting drool Ooh. in my mouth, hot and heavy. <laughs> Meanwhile, Buck returns into a zombie and attacks Smith. Zoe escapes by jumping through a window, blooding herself in the process. As a beaver accidentally sets Mary's cousin's house on fire, Sam rises (laughs) as a zombie. (laughs) No, these beavers know what they're doing. They have full (laughs) human intelligence. They know exactly what they're doing. (laughs) It's like zombies for humans usually make them dumber, but the zombie disease for, for beavers makes them way smarter. Yeah, the, every other animal, dogs, absolutely not. No. Cats, no, they get dumber. No, they get dumber. Beavers. Uh-huh. Imagine what would happen it, to dolphins. <laughs> now, those are, those are the next smartest things that I know What's of. that? What's the movie uh, where they're like, oh, you're only using 10% of your brain at any oh. time? <laughs> it, yeah, I know. <laughs> limitless like, or something? Limitless, right. So it's like it's yeah. like the zombie virus is limitless for, zomb- <laughs> for beavers. So they got splashed, and then they just it had it went into their eye. And it goes just, into like bullet the, time, and everything's Neutron. moving in slow motion. And they're like, "Well, I can see everything. I can see all the moving components." Oh, uh, I see they're trying to drive away in their car. I know the term car now, and I'm <laughs> your going combustion to stop them engine my... vehicle will not get you very far. We have road crews that are cutting down <laughs> trees as we speak. Like, <laughs> ever heard of National Grid? That's us. Three That's beavers a- <laughs> in a trench coat. <laughs> okay. Now I'm thinking about beavers in little orange, like, safety like little, vests hard and hat. little hats. Yeah. Gotta love it. Once Mary kills Sam, she reunites with Zoe. Smith, now zombified, shoots at them as they flee in his truck. All right, so he's zombified and beaverified, but can still shoot a gun. That's good. I guess. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> It's just, he's like, oh, give me wood. <laughs> he's just firing into the air, just the recoil taking his arm. Jen jumps on top of the truck, but Zoe runs her over. Together, Mary and Zoe reach the spot where Tommy died and turn into a zombie. With the road blocked, they decide to walk. Believing that Zoe may be bitten due to her bloody appearance, Mary holds her at gunpoint with a pistol recovered from Smith's truck. As Zoe protests that she is not infected, Mary begins changing into a zombie. Zoe kills her with an axe and walks away. On the road, she encounters the same truckers who had early stopped, dropped the canister, and they what? run over to her. And they run over her accidentally. Oh my! So these <laughs> fuckers, <laughs> the real <laughs> villains. These more, they're like I imagine these two truckers, and they're just eating the biggest hoagie you can imagine. Like the, <laughs> it's a submarine service that is five feet, and they're just absolutely housing the that with a big gulp. And they're just like, do we just run over another thing? Wait, is our stuff still on the back? Like, why are they coming back through the same area? Why, why are they like, she's like walking on the other side of the road, and they swerved hit her. All right, we gotta get her. All right, we gotta. <laughs> listen, what? a deer wasn't good enough. All right. Uh, in a post credits ending, that's the stinger ending. Except for in a post credits end sequence, a honeybee becomes infected from a corpse and returns to its hive to live in a zombified state. I don't know why they were they trying to set up a sequel. Who's to say? 
they were trying to set up that the entire world was fucked. But I'm going to be honest. I was going to say this is the least terrifying zombie outbreak <laughs> I've ever heard. One is beavers. Very yeah. easily killed. Because also these zombies didn't seem like they're hot shit, even though they could shoot guns. I think the army could take care of them pretty quickly. You don't think that, listen, in every zombie movie, there's the moment where the army gets overrun by zombies. You don't think that's going to yeah. happen? Yeah. yeah, you know how how guns don't, like, <laughs> that the you fact know how that bullets are beaver proof. Literally, I love that, like, I understand from a certain perspective, like, I don't think the zombie apocalypse could truly happen because, like, do people, did screenwriters not learn from World War One that if you run at machine guns, you're going to get fucking gonna get eviscerated? And like, that was 100 years ago. Yeah, that was 100. And we have way better. Tech. We would order them from literally the next state over. From, like, from <laughs> orbit. Yeah. There's no All way right. zombies could win. So the box office. Zombie Zombie Beavers was released in Austria on November 7th, in 2014. In Austria. <laughs> and, it, and it grossed 29000 uh, $133. It opened in the United States on March 20th, 2015 okay. and ended the weekend in a 63rd place finish grossing $8,163 <laughs> from 11 screens. As of uh, April 5th, the U.S. total gross was 14900 and the total gross worldwide was 44000 So they didn't... Did they barely make their money back? It doesn't go into their budget. It doesn't say. That's crazy. That's insane. <laughs> I have no idea, but somehow they managed to get $45,000 out of this thing. That's nothing. <laughs> Literally, they had to pay so many people, and then they that you you could get more money from just having a shitty job. Like, if one person with <laughs> a shitty how job much made that in did, a year. What's, yeah, yeah. If you break it out into an hourly rate, what are we talking about here? If it took Not you good. two weeks, fantastic. But That's it didn't take good, it to yeah. you two weeks, did it? It probably took premieres. you a long time. Yeah, yeah. World, You had worldwide premieres. Of beavers. <laughs> of zombievers. Uh, from the producers of. Oh, Christ. Okay, well, from zombievers to uh, other things that are fake, I'm going to just say okay. fake things. And this is a quick last segment of fake Wikimedia things. Historian. Okay. This is the spaghetti tree hoax. The what? The spaghetti tree hoax. Now listen, son. You gotta eat your spaghetti. It doesn't grow on trees, all right. But dad, actually, actually, dad, actually, actually it does. That is exactly what this is about. This is the spaghetti tree hoax, which was a three-minute hoax report broadcast what? on April Fool's Day, nineteen fifty-seven. Oh. I thought you meant the whole hoax only lasted three minutes, and I was like, why? What? No, it was a spaghetti. It was so it was a it was a report. Uh, it was a report. Yes. So it was by the BBC current affairs program Panorama, purportedly showing a family in southern Switzerland harvesting spaghetti from the family spaghetti tree. Mm. At the time, spaghetti was relatively unknown in the UK, which I'm going to point what? out. That's weird. That's that's kind of odd, right? <laughs> Somehow they, like, the US got spaghetti. Italy got spaghetti. <laughs> Right in the middle, absolutely no spaghetti. I didn't know Big Spaghetti Co. was doing staggered regional releases like that. Yeah, in 1957, which is, well, the fact that this is a hoax, by the way, and not a, because what's the difference between a hoax and a prank? I was thinking about this. What is the a difference hoax. between a hoax, a hoax and a prank? A hoax sounds nefarious. A hoax, I think, I think it's, you reveal that it's fake at the okay. end. Okay. I think that's what, it, whereas a hoax, you don't reveal. <laughs> you're, you're just being a jerk. Uh. So uh, so many British people were unaware that it was made from wheat flour and water. A number of viewers afterwards contacted the BBC for advice on growing their own spaghetti trees. <laughs> oh, no. Decades later, CNN called this broadcast, quote, the biggest hoax that any reputable news establishment ever pulled. Ever? Ever, I guess. Wow. I mean, it was a three-minute, like, it was on fucking April Fool's. You and I sometimes talk about, like, man, people are dumb. This is next level dumb. This is next level this dumb. This is literally a, the wary. holiday for pranks. And they yeah. said, I think this one's real, though. Like, that, what <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? So anyway, th let's go into the broadcast. The news report was produced as an April Fool's joke uh, in 1957 and presented family in Canton, in the Canton of Tequino in southern Switzerland, gathering a bumper spaghetti harvest after a mild a winter. bumper and, harvest. And a, quote, virtual disappearance of the sp spaghetti weevil. 
<laughs> Footage of a traditional harvest festival was aired along with a discussion of the breeding necessary to develop a strain to produce the perfect spaghetti noodle length. Some scenes were filmed at the now-closed Pasta Foods Factory in London Road, St. Albans, in Hertfordshire, in a hotel in Cascanola, Switzerland. Wait, they literally filmed at a factory and in people were UK. like, in and people a, were like, but how do I grow my own? Literally in a pasta foods factory, which goes against the previous thing that they did not have spaghetti in UK. So <laughs> they literally had it. It was manufactured morons. in the country. Yeah, it's literally pa- pasta foods. <laughs> spaghetti oh is a ooh. Panorama cameraman Charles de Jaeger dreamed up the story after he remembered how teachers at his school in Austria teased his classmates for being so stupid that if they were told that spaghetti grew on trees, they would believe it. The editor on Panorama, Michael Peacock, told the BBC in 2014 how he gave Dieger a budget of a hundred pounds. So he <laughs> just gave him a hundred and sent him off. The report was made more believable through its voiceover by respected broadcaster Richard Dumbley. Peacock said Dumbley knew they were using his authority to make the joke work and that Dumbley loved the idea and went with it eagerly. Yeah. So I love this man. Dumbley is just like, absolutely. You can use my voice. That's only been used Abs- for whatever you want. documentaries. They will believe it. I'll but say anything for you. At the time, 7 million of the 15.8 million homes, so about 44% in Britain, had televised receivers. So that's 44% of British people had TVs. Um, and I in 1957, there were not a lot of channels. So... Pasta was not an everyday food in 1950s Britain, and it was known mainly for tinned spaghetti and tomato sauce, and considered by many to be an exotic delicacy, mm. only to the British. Oh yes, it's so flavorful. It's got it's uh, too spicy for me personally. The, the tomato is just simply uh, yes. too much for me. The famous chef Boyardee, you say? Oh, did he work on a, a Michelin star restaurant? In <laughs> what what great luck that we have that he has decided he's deigned he's deigned to can, can his food for us. Wonderful! I will be getting the spaghettios. Anyway, uh, an estimated eight million people watched the program on the on July or April first, nineteen fifty seven, and hundreds phoned in the following day to question the authenticity of the story or ask for more information about spaghetti cultivation and how they oh. could grow their own spaghetti trees. The BBC told them to quote place a sprig of spaghetti in a tin of tomato sauce and hope for the best. That is like. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that the people called the part. next day meant people watched the program and then mm-hmm. went to bed thinking about that doesn't seem right. Well, huh. <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> seem quite right. <laughs> huh. So you're imagining the a, a a British man who gets into bed and yeah. he, separate from his wife, they're in twin beds. Of course, of course, yeah, what you do, and and he just is staring at the ceiling, just <laughs> ten million star- yard stare, and his mouth George. breathing a bit. George, what are you thinking about, dear? Uh, I've been thinking about that program, Margaret, the program with the spaghetti tree. Oh, I wish for such exotic delicacies. And that fig Newton tree really didn't work out, did it? (laughs) Well, why why don't you phone them tomorrow and you'll find out how to do it yourself? All right, I shall. Ring, ring. Hello, is this the BBC? Why, yes, it is. You fuck! How do you do it? How do you do it? Tell How do you your do it? Give me your, give me the formuli, sir. <laughs> ravioli, ravioli, give me the formuli. All right, we will. They didn't even say it. It. This is a big joke. This was on April first. It's they, a hoax. They did the the greatest the. The silliest thing of all, which is trust that people are smart enough to, when to you say it out, just nope. kind of fucking put it in a tin of tomato sauce and figure yep. it out that they would go, oh, okay, this is dumb. But no. But you know who's really dumb? Us. Damn. You know who's really smart? Okay. Our audience. Our listeners. <laughs> For listening to this podcast out of all the podcasts. And you know what? If you're listening to us, that means that you probably like us. And we would love to hear about how much you like us. Give us a review. <laughs> give us a rating for our show. 
This is the end of the podcast, and this is when we ask you for these things. Rating reviews on your podcast network of choice. If it's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, anything, it all helps. And if you have any segments, if you want to know how to make a spaghetti tree, because I do have the recipe for how to make a spaghetti <laughs> tree. Give me, give me <laughs> your magic recipe. You'll do Send it now. your questions to segmentcitypodcast at gmail.com. Hit up our Twitter segment city our youtube is segment city and we want to give a big thank you to somebody in particular thank you to rachel robison she does our into music and you can find her music wherever music is found and some mm-hmm. say she grows her own tortellini and puts it into the music it powers the music mm-hmm. well you know we go from the height of power which is rachel robison <laughs> to the the most vulnerable you can be, which is when you're dying, you, sure. really. So let's yeah. go with list of unusual deaths, and this is a very famous one. Edward II of England. Big, I, bo- big boy. And I'm going to uh, state... F- I'm going to state the second sentence first, because okay. <laughs> I think it's worth stating. Good punchline. Um, however, there is no real academic consensus on the manner of Edward II's death. <laughs> So this okay, is fan fiction. Right. This is all here. I want to I want to set this up because he is murdered in a uh, a little bit of a way. Like <laughs> you know, it's, it's a bit of a process. So I would have, and it has been plausibly argued that the story is propaganda, which a lot yeah. of these things tend to be. But Edward II of England was rumored to have been murdered after being deposed and imprisoned by his wife Isabella and her lover Roger Mortimer by having a horn pushed into his butt through can, which a what? red hot iron was inserted oh, no burning out his internal organs no. without marking his body no so they put a fucking funnel in his ass and then Yeesh. said it's we're not gonna put a beer in here man this is not a frat party oh no <laughs> Poor man. <laughs> so the, oh, that, that's Jesus. why I said the, the, that because that's a nasty way to go. And this was, by the way, in 1327. So oh my God, people were just dying crazy ways. I thought about wild. this the other day because the, the fact that humans are so fucking crazy as to be like, we could just chop his head off. Easy, quick, easy, done. but no. Also, relatively painless. No. No. Absolutely fucking. You gotta do something that's never been done before. We gotta end up on up. Wikipedia in 800 years. We're gonna make him an opposite Twinkie. We're gonna, <laughs> or I guess just a true Twinkie. He's just melted inside. But anyway. well, on that note, please don't become a Twinkie yourself. We'll see you just, next week. Just eat Twinkies like me. <laughs>